listener. Hi and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor and I host this short guide to Sydney. Family-run cafe Kamsa closed its Newtown venue this year, but co-founder and chef Sarah Shawish found the perfect spot next to St Peter's Station to reopen the Palestinian eatery. And the new location isn't the only change. It's no longer strictly vegan, though Sarah's team will cook most dishes for any dietary needs at all. The change is just more cultural. It's a way to incorporate the traditional dishes of her family into the cafe that she runs with her family. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for coming in. Tell us first about why you opened Kamsa, what it represented when you first opened it, and why you had this focus on a plant-based menu at the time. Thank you for having me, Emma. I opened Kamsa because I wanted to share with my community in Sydney Palestinian food, and because our food was naturally vegetarian for breakfast and lunch, it was a great way for me to make it something that everyone could come to, and it still is something that everyone can visit. But now more people can come because before people were saying, um, my family don't want to come because there's no meat on the menu and it was kind of hard to convince people, even though lots of people did come. Um, now we're having more of a positive feedback that, oh, we can bring more people with us. So it's been quite a um, journey to get to this. But with moving to a new venue, it felt like the right time to make the change for the menu. You also had a big change in your family. You had a little boy. Yes. So I actually met my husband through the cafe and now we have a baby (laughs) and he helps me at the cafe as well. Um, My husband, not the baby. (laughs) And um, yeah, so that's been a big change. My baby's nine months now and I've spent um, about a couple of months moving the cafe and then opening our doors um, only two weeks ago. How did you come across the new space? Because it's just, it's in a prime location. Mm. It's also much larger than the previous cafe. Yeah, it is a really funny story, but I met my coffee supplier at that location before it was built. It used to be a pop-up coffee shop and he was selling coffee from there. And then I watched the building grow and I always had my eye on that corner. And I was ready to close Hamsa and take a break and focus on baby and and just take a holiday essentially and I heard that the space was up for lease and it was a offer that was too good to pass on and the landlords assisted me in in making the move and I feel very lucky and um, we've been really excited to move into something bigger and brighter yeah I feel like for anyone who was visiting the previous yeah. location, they've just got more room to spread yeah. <laughs> out and even more things on the menu. Yeah. So it's just, it feels like win-win. Yes. I came in this morning and had yeah. a Jerusalem bowl, which was delicious. Also mm. shared it with my little human as well. And we had the falafels, which I think you've said before are the best in Sydney. I think you've made that claim. Pretty much. <laughs> what makes them what, the best? What, um, we make them from scratch. Uh, working in hospitality in Sydney, I know a lot of people um, don't make what they they sell. It comes ready-made from different distributors and suppliers. 
and our falafel is made in-house on a daily basis sometimes and we put lots of herbs, fresh herbs. There's no packet mixes or, you know, some people put flour ingredients that should not be in falafel. So we make it the traditional way that my family has made it for forever. So it's very special. Yeah, there's a secret ingredient in there that most places might not use. Are we allowed and... to ask what it is or is it, it's, <laughs> it's a real strictly kept secret? I'd have to say like you, you have to use lots and lots of fresh herbs. Yeah. So lots of parsley. We put coriander and the chickpeas, like the way you soak them is important and just the whole process in making it. And we also fry them fresh. Some people might like half cook them and then cook them again when you order them. That's why sometimes we get complaints that we're taking too long. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's the falafel in the fryer and needing to take that time to make sure that it's the best product that we can serve. You absolutely didn't take too long <laughs> when you were serving me today. Yeah. But I feel like it's an important part of your philosophy yeah. to, to cook things as freshly as possible yeah. and to use as many kind of traditional dishes mm-hmm. as possible. What else is a good example of that? Our fatta, which is, um, we've got two different types. One is called fatta magdus, which is a baked eggplant in a tomato sauce with chickpeas, yogurt on top of fried bread. Um, and we have the same version, but just hummus and like a tahini cream. They're most traditional dishes that we'd have for breakfast and lunch. In my family, on Friday mornings, we would gather for breakfast every week back home. And it's just something that reminds me of my time living with family. You mentioned your coffee supplier before. It's yes. it's kind of a, a really distinct coffee, which has mm. a rose water scent as yeah. part of it. Who is your coffee supplier and, and what is the, can you taste the difference? I don't know what it is about the coffee, but I absolutely love it. And not just because we serve it, but from when I drank coffee there and I kept going back for my morning coffee because I used to live close by, um, it's kind of nutty and has like a haze, probably like a hazelnut like flavor to it. The rose water we add to it. That's our speciality coffee. We call it a Nablus coffee, which is very popular with the locals. They love to come and have a rose coffee. Um, but it also is a really great blend for nut milks so it goes really well with oat milk soy milk and it's just a very gentle coffee you're definitely speaking to me I'm 100% yeah. <laughs> that person who's coming in for oat or yes. non-dairy varieties of yeah. various things I was so so thrilled to find out almost everything behind the mm-hmm. counter that you had as like quick things to go yeah I could take away if I mm-hmm. wanted to what's flying out the shelves as part of that cabinet Ooh. I'd have to say our semolina cake. Yeah, so we make that in-house. It's a semolina cake with orange blossom syrup and it has almonds on top and we heat it up a little bit, add more syrup and it's a dream. It's like I love food. (laughs) That's why I'm in what I do. But I, I love watching people just enjoy all the baked goods we make and seeing that everyone can come and have something for them especially people with um, dietary requirements or if they're vegan or vegetarian. It's a real family-friendly venue as well. And and 
you can sit outside. Like, let's say if you've got some dogs with you, maybe you're yeah. going to Sydney Park across the yeah. road. I just, I love the environment. Does it mm-hmm. feel like it's kind of already building a bit of a community? Yeah. So I think from being in Newtown for five years, we've gotten to know all the locals that come come in and we get to have a chat with them. And, you know, we know um, some some of them I've met like five years ago when I opened. So they were pregnant and then now their children are five years old, which is crazy every time I see them that I met them when they were pregnant and now they've got a five-year-old. So it really is beautiful seeing everyone on a weekly basis and getting to know them and build those relationships and have that over food as well. Pilla Mitchell, uh, a writer who wrote yeah. a story about Kamsa for Broadsheet, she was asking you about whether or not it's a really important moment in history at the mm-hmm. moment to be able to reopen your cafe. And also just thinking about taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. your community. I know you said you have cousins in Gaza. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel at the moment to be kind of working on this business mm-hmm. at this time? Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, and to if be, you don't want to answer uh, No, it, that's okay. To. Yeah, to be honest, it's very emotional because, one, it's very hard to put things on social media when we're talking about food. And when I first opened Khamsa, I had a poem on my menu and it was called Think of Others. Mm. And every time in the last few weeks that I've come to try and post something, I feel incredibly torn because I know some people back um, in Palestine don't have the opportunity to eat at the moment or think about feeding mm. their children. Um, and it's such a yeah privilege to be able to put food on a plate for people. Mm. Um, and from a culture where food is so important um, and sharing that with your family and even sometimes like back home when people don't have anything, they're the most generous people. And to see what they're going through, it seems so unfair. But um, they're so resilient and with everything that they do go through, we're seeing online how much strength they have and positivity that is within the community. And we're so grateful to see... um. I guess, louder voices from our community standing with us and saying that they're, you know, aware of what's going on and they're not okay with it. And um, we have a very large Jewish customer base who have always been so supportive and do great things for the movement. And, um, yeah, it's... um, it is a really challenging time, I guess, for for our community, especially in Sydney. You know, we, we get news from family that have lost, friends that have lost family, like 30, 40 in one night. And to know that they have other people to support them here because some of them are here on their own is, is really, um, yeah, it makes you feel safe and knowing that you know they're not they're not by themselves and there is a lot of support here it is such an emotional question mm. and thank you 
for responding. I feel as though I want to just lean over and give you a hug (laughs) because you you are building a space that I think people can Mm. kind of feel comfortable and and reconnect. So it must feel like you've got quite a few things going on in your head at Mm -hmm. the moment. I know you mentioned people were uh, potentially not as forgiving around service Mm. delivery and thinking about hospitality in that sense as it being a a place where you are able to kind of welcome people in and Mm -hmm. serve them food it's like it's such an important part of a a cultural offering as well as Mm -hmm. a service are there any people that come to you that you think uh you've made that space for them and it's potentially their highlight of the day we do get a lot of um, feedback about our service. Um, they do love how we do look after the cu- um, customer, like as if they're coming into our home, and they and they get that sense of hospitality from us. It's not like your average cafe that you might go to and you're in and out. You know, you do get your occasional people that don't understand the concept or might want things a bit quicker or. Um, you know, it's not us. a QR code in yeah. sight at this cafe. <laughs> yeah, we do love to, um, hit, you know, make recommendations about what people might like to eat. Um, all the food is fresh and um, it's not, you know, ready cooked and then put on a plate and it's very thought out. It's not like just, you know, here's some ingredients. It's things that we would eat traditionally together. So like when you had the Jerusalem bowl, you can't have hummus without baba ganoush and you need to have the falafel and a piece of bread and, you know, the tomatoes and the cucumber in the salad. And It was a really well-balanced yeah. meal. You have plans for a liquor license and also staying yes. open for dinner, which is really yeah. exciting. That's a brand mm-hmm. new element yeah. to the eatery. What are the plans and when is that starting? So that's starting this Friday um, and on the menu we're introducing fish chicken and meat Um, we still have our vegetarian and vegan share plates and a main that's going to be um, vegetarian and that is yeah launching this weekend and we're really excited because we're hoping that um, everyone can come in and enjoy some new flavors and for the people that have been asking for it um, you know we're going to be delivering the um, traditional meals the way that I've grown up eating it um, you know instead of having mushrooms there's going to be chicken and I know that's quite controversial for some people because um, the vegan community hasn't forgiven me <laughs> for making those changes but it was it wasn't a decision I took lightly and I in order for us to survive as an eatery um, I did need to expand the menu to have more more people come through the doors. And so many of your dishes can be made vegan yeah. on request. And there's so many on the menu that I've seen that kind of yeah. accommodate either for vegan dietaries or vegetarian mm-hmm. or gluten-free, anything that you need. Mm-hmm. I'm so pleased it's back open. Kamsa Eatery is now open at Shop 1, 655 King Street in St. Peter's. Thank you so much for reopening at this time. It sounds like you're going to be even busier with nighttime service. So please take care of yourself. And I can't wait to come back in and try the coffee. And that's all we have time for today. 
Of course, you can stay up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.